I feel really loud. <laughs> loud, louder than I normally am, actually. And I'm loud. I used to be loud and obnoxious. <laughs> I got saved. Worked out, worked obnoxious out of there most for the most part. God's still working on me. Not that I've already attained, right? <laughs> but I follow after. Glory to God. Let's open up to Philippians 3 where we kind of ended and started last week. And glory to God. He's a good God. Did He do anything good for you this week? Yeah. Even if, even if you had to sit there and think a minute, you just didn't think hard enough because you, you could have just took a breath. And He just did something good for you. But you know what? He loved you all week. He loved you all week long. Every, every, every moment of your day, God loved you. He was thinking about you. You were on His mind. As Rick said, your picture was on His refrigerator. Amen? He, he's a good God. And, and, and He loves His kids. And, and his, his Word and His ways are designed to, to put us in a place where He can be all the Father He wants to be to us. You know, you know we hold Him back so, so many times from being the Father that He wants to be. Amen? <laughs> Any of your kids ever done that to you? Well, mine did sometimes. It was really hard because I really liked giving her anything she wanted and then finding things she didn't even want and giving those to her too. God's a way better dad than me. And you know that's what he wants for us. Amen? And for, and for us to, to sit back and, and not press forward to, to let him be that is, I would, I'd hate to think I did. I'd hate to go to heaven someday. And he said, you know, I wanted so much more for you, son. Man, I'd be thinking, man, what, what could I have done? Well, we know what we could do. We can press into the things of God. We can move forward. We can follow after. We can look for His plan, His way, what He wants every day. And sometimes, in fact, as I'm not going to say sometimes, all the time it's going to take our change to make it happen. How many know He's never going to have to change? He's, he's never going to have to change. Not only is He never going to have to, He's never going to. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Philippians 3, verse 12, Paul wrote, Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after. And we talked about this last week. We pers- he pursues with a passion. He, he, he pursued God with the intent of catching Him. Amen? If, if you're going to pursue the things of God, don't just... Do it so you can tell people you were, you were, you were seeking God. Do it so you can catch. He's not running from you. Amen. You're just not moving fast enough a lot of times. You're like me when we're jogging. I'm like, I was jogging one time and Sherry Kennedy was on the road and she drove by and she said, are you jogging? And I'm like, she goes, that's a really slow jog. And I love Shara. <laughs> When I jog, it's like, oh, I don't like to jog. You know, it's like stepping heavily. (laughs) Fact is, I walked one time and I figured out I could walk as fast as I jogged. But the motion of jogging was better for her. (laughs) Why did we get off on that? Because no passion. If you ever watch people that have a passion for something, they put their heart into it. Amen? And that's what, that's what Paul did. He had his heart into the things of God. Not just the ministry, but everything of God. Which everything is ministry, if you will. But with him, he wanted his day to start with God, to end with God, to sleep with God, to wake with God, to go back to bed with God. Everything with him was God. And he was going to pursue to apprehend everything that God had called him to. Everything that, 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 the prize for the high calling. Amen? And, and, and he said, he said, I pursue, I chase after that if I may apprehend, seize. What do you, that's what he's saying. He said, I want to seize, I want to take hold of. 
You know, and that's, that's passionate. You know, sometimes we're saying, I'm, I'm trying to get healed. No, you need to seize a healing. Amen? You need to take hold of your healing. Sometimes we need, you know, sometimes we're, <laughs> sometimes we say we're seeking God, but really what we're doing is we're waiting on Him to do something. Well, He's already done it. So, so what are you waiting on? We're really not waiting on Him. And that, that's important to know. He's waiting on us to receive it because it's already given. And, and, and so many times people say, well, I've been, I've been believing, I've been believing. You know, healing, well, let's put it this way. When I was not doing really good in business, I said I was seeking God for prosperity. That's what I said. What I was seeking God for or what I thought I was seeking God for was to be rich. <laughs> I didn't want his, his idea of rich is prosperity. You, you, you begin from the inside out. I just wanted the outside in. Right? Just, just give me the riches and let me do what I want. And, and that's so many times what we're doing when we say we're seeking God. We want God to do it our way. You know, we, we get into our redemption package. Our, our grace package is sitting over here and we open it up and we're looking for healing. And we find one that says forgiveness and we look on the back side of it and it says healing. Well, but I wasn't looking for forgiveness, so that's not the one I want. And so we throw it over the side, and you're digging through, and it says kindness, and it says mercy, and, and they all got healing on the bottom of them, and, and then it says prosperity, and then on the bottom it says riches, but you got to take prosperity first. You, you can dig through that package all day long, and they're all in there, but you can't get them by your way of thinking, you have to press in. That's what Paul said. I'm not pressing in towards the things of Paul. I'm pressing in towards the things of God. I'm pursuing His will. I want to apprehend what He has, what He apprehended for me, and what He apprehended me for. Amen? And, and, and I want to press into those things and have hold of those things. And, and as I do, I'm pressing towards, I'm chasing after, pursuing with the intent of getting the mark of, for the prize of the high call of God in Jesus in Christ Jesus. And, and that's, that's what we want to do. It, we, we have to have that passion. Without the passion, the love, then you won't have the drive. Right? Amen? You, you, everybody is driven by passion. They don't think they are. You know, somebody that's lazy is passionate about being lazy. They are. They work at it. Think about this. People that are criminals out there today, people that are doing illegal things, they're not criminals. They're people that are just going the wrong direction. We don't want to call them something they're not. They're, they're people that need Jesus. But they spend more time and effort, right, to, to steal $100 that if they'd put that same passion into doing what God told them to do, they'd make a million. Why? Because their passion, they, they got a passion. Amen? But, but they, it's misguided. You know, you, you've got to take your passion, and that's what Paul's saying, turn your passion towards God. Press towards Him. Apprehend what He's got. Take hold of your healing. Take hold of the, of the salvation that He gave to us. Because within that salvation package is everything. But, but when we begin to seek Him for those things, then we have to seek Him for what He wants. Now, it doesn't say, seek ye first the kingdom of God and what you want. Right? Not, you know, and, and I mean, when I grew up, I thought those you prayed to God for what you wanted. And you can do that. And there's times where what you want lines up with He wants and you can have it. Like healing. It's you, God wants you to have it. Right? But sometimes you, your ways are blocking his ways. Because the first thing you got to remember is he said, seek me first. But the next thing you got to remember is he, he wasn't just saying, seek me. He said, seek, seek me, my ways of doing things. Seek my reign. Seek how I do it. Amen? In other words, stri- well, read that. Look at, go to you know, Matthew 6.33 and put it up in the Amplified. Classic. Classic. I don't even know what the other one says. My Amplified Bible sold. It has to be classic. Actually, it's sold. It's in pieces down there under my chair. 
says, but seek, aim at, strive after. That sounds a lot like press, press for. It, that sounds a lot like what Paul was saying, reach forth, stretch forth to grab hold of. And so that's what he's talking about. He, he's not just saying, look for me. He's saying, passionately look for me. Look for my way. Look for, the, for my kingdom, my righteousness, my way of doing and being right. In other words, there's a way to do things that's right. There's a way to do things that's His way. How many know it's always going to require love? Always, it's always going to require love. You know, remember in, in, in uh, 1 Corinthians, right after verse, chapter 13, verse 1 of 14 says, follow after love. What's, this, what's he saying? He's saying follow after, seek after, strive for, aim at, reach towards, obtain, right? Pursue love. You know, you got a lot of, I know a lot of people in church, I've heard this all the time, you just don't have enough spiritual things happening in your church. Well, do we have enough love things? Because if we have enough love things, I'm not worried about spiritual things that said love and then desire spiritual gifts. But with, because without love, those spiritual gifts will mean nothing. Right? I mean, you, you can, without love, you can speak, I, I could give you revelation. Right? Man, God's given me big revelation. And I could speak it in the tongues of men and angels. But if I don't love, it won't mean anything. Right? I mean, I mean, the love is what we're to follow after. We're to strive after, aim for, pursue, chase after God's way of doing it. That loves His way. That's why he's saying pursue that way. Because when you come to a situation, and you know, the, they used to have the, the bracelets. I used to wear one. I, I, still don't, I still think they're a good thing. What would Jesus do? Sometimes you need to stop and say, wait, I know what Dave would do. I don't want to do what Dave would do. I want to do what love would do. And you stop for a minute. I remember, uh, it's been years and years ago now, but I, I despise having to go and do legal things with lawyers and when people are suing somebody or being sued by somebody. I just, I just don't like that. I didn't like it before I knew about love. And now that I know about love, I like it a lot less. But I was called in on a different thing to be, be deposed or give a deposition. And I was mad about it because, first of all, it took my time, my effort, and I had no passion for it whatsoever. <laughs> And so I was talking bad, and I was down. Like, i got to go do this tomorrow. Man, I hate doing this. Why are they doing this? I shouldn't have to do this. Blah, 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 blah. Just, you guys ever done that? You guys probably never have. Don't do it. It doesn't work. Anyway, I was sitting there about the day before, and I was kind of anxious about it. I just don't like doing it, so I was mad about it still. And God said, if you would begin to walk in love and pray, I could turn this situation. And I said, yeah, but he said, if you would begin to walk in love and pray, I could turn this situation. Because the situation didn't really even regard me. I was just there to be on somebody's side or not. Well, that's the worst place to put a Christian. Uh, I want to love this person, not this person. That's like telling God to love you and not you. It's not going to happen. It shouldn't happen for a Christian. Amen? And so I said, okay. I said, I hear you, God. And I began to pray. And I, I took time and I seriously prayed. And, and I loved both people involved, so it wasn't hard. And when I began to love. And so the next morning I got up, nothing had changed. Drove to the place where we had to go. Got there and was sitting in the room. And my brother was with me. And uh, wasn't very long after that, they came out and said, we settled this. Everything's fine. No, what? Nobody needs to do anything. Glory to God. And, and that's, the, that's the kind of things God wants to do if we'll aim for, strive after, reach towards His way. Amen? It makes you want to do it His way a lot more. Because when you follow after love, He'll give you direction that will not only change your life, because that changed my life that day. 
It made me see things differently than I saw them before. That's good. But it also made me want to strive after and go more towards these things because I saw God's way in it. Amen? And I, decided, and I was getting away from seek ye first for me and seek ye first because of He. Because I want to seek Him first because of who He is. He's God. Are you ever going to come up with a better idea than Him? Is there ever going to be a better way to do something than the one He gives you? Amen? And, and as we grow in those things, we begin to get to a place where we can receive on a different level. And we can be at a different place than we were. And, and, and that's, what he's, that's what He's doing. He's getting you somewhere step by step. You think you've put Him first place. And, and he, he gives you a little bit. Because you did do something. But you're still growing. There are things that we put before Him <laughs> that He has to get us to care about. He, you know, you ever, you ever said something like, Oh, God doesn't care if I do that. No, that is you that said that. But you're not to a place you can care enough about it to change it. Amen? I remember uh, when I used to chew tobacco. <laughs> I know. I'm perfect now. <laughs> not then. Now perfect. I was still apprehending then, and I'm really still apprehending now, so... And probably, well, for sure, years and years from now, I'll still be apprehending. Because like, we're chasing after a living God. A living good God. And where you think His goodness ends, it just started. Amen? But anyway, I, I was chewing skull, and, and I had started doing things in the ministry and different things. And, and God said, quit. And I said, oh, okay. So I curbed down. I don't know if anybody has ever been addicted to nicotine in here, but curbing down is the next step to eat, to chewing more. Right? <laughs> or smoking more, whatever you do. And, and a year later, I'm chewing more than when he told me to quit. Isn't it good that I can tell you these stories about me so none of you guys ever have to go through this, see? So he says again at that year, he says, I thought I said quit. And I said, I know, Lord. I'm not doing very good, am I? He said, no, not at all. It's <laughs> pretty plain. I wasn't. What was he going to do? Oh, oh, you're okay, son. No, he told me to quit. <laughs> right? And I said, I said, okay, now this is it. Can you just take the desire away from me? Just take the desire away and then, I, then I'll quit. And he goes, my grace is sufficient. And I'm like, what's that mean? He says, Use my grace. He said, I've put everything in you to overcome this. Use my grace and overcome it. You know, a lot of people look at that where Paul's talking in the Corinthians and he says, he says, God told me his grace was sufficient. They look at it like God said, no, God didn't say no. He gave him, he said, you got all the power you will ever need to overcome this messenger of Satan. Right? People say, well, God sent him. No, God didn't send him. It doesn't say God sent him. God doesn't send messengers of Satan. Right? Those are the ones that rebelled against him. He, he doesn't have anything to do with them. Right? And he didn't tell Paul no. He said, my strength will overcome your weakness. My strength's made perfect in your weakness. In other words... I'll be strong. Remember what Jesus said. He said, the, the, the Spirit's willing, the Spirit's strong, flesh is weak. And that's what Paul said. My flesh, he said, I, I, what did Paul ask him? Same thing I asked him. Make it depart from me. Just make it depart from me. And God said, my grace is sufficient. In other words, we can overcome things. We, we can grow in grace. We can, you know, we can, there was a time where when, when I'd go to a restaurant and you'd order... And, you know, you order the steak and, and the potato, and they say, what vegetable would you like with that? And I go, what? Is there an answer for that? What vegetable would I like? Extra potatoes? <laughs> I 
Now I'm to the point where I say, well, what are they? Before I say no. <laughs> Every now and then they have one I'll try. I even eat one. I eat some green beans, right? Yeah. <laughs> there was a day where I went to the restaurant. My passion was the plate, not the side. I don't want the salad and the, I want the bread and meat and potato. Right? I want, with God, I want it all. But, but what he does is he grows you, you know. There was a day where I would, when they said you want salad, I'd say, is there anything else we can do? <laughs> I, I went to a restaurant the other night merely because of their salad bar's good. Huh? what I'm talking about. Don't get me wrong, the prime rib's kicking. But, but, but in God, we grow these same ways. And, and, and when I said, uh, he doesn't care about me chewing. He, he doesn't care if I chew. He did care. Right? He, what, what we say he doesn't care about, he needs to get us to care about. And until I cared enough about what he thought, it wasn't going to change. I had to care about what God thought. I, when we're seeking and striving after and pursuing God, we got to care what He thinks, what He says, how He operates. When He says, forgive somebody, forgive them. It, it's, it's, not, it's not in question. There's no time to say, well, God, but... And He's going to say the same thing He said to me. Forgive them. Why? Because they need forgiveness and you need to forgive them. Amen? And so many of the things we're saying we're looking for, we're looking at the wrong side of the page. And we're seeing it wrong. And we're doing it wrong. And we're striving after it from the wrong angle. And we're not going to get there. But when we get His way, when we get a hold of love, when we get a hold of grace, when we get a hold of mercy, and when we begin to seek Him for how He would do it, even if you thought you did it the best you could, God has a better way. That's what he called it, the most excellent way. God has the most excellent way. And we're to pursue that way. We're to apprehend what he would do. We're, and we're to comprehend what he would do. Amen? And, and as we do, then, then we will grasp hold of and, and lay hold of what He desires, what He wants. And your healing won't be hard to get because you'll have the realization it was His plan all along. And if there was something in your life blocking it, you would hear from Him because your vision and your hearing wouldn't be stopped up. Amen? Too many times we, we got things going on in our life and we're saying, Lord, fix this relationship. Quit being mean. Right? Well, Lord, I'm just doing what they do to me. That's not what the Scripture says. It says do unto others as you would want them to do unto you. Somehow or another we got this, well, I went through it, why shouldn't they? You know, there's a lot of things I did I hope my daughter never does. Now, a lot of them she's not ever done, and a lot of them she was dumb enough to do, but she learned the same way I did. What's it called? Hard way. You notice the hard way and God's way are two different words. You know, people say, well, if you burn your hand, God taught you. No, you taught you. God told you not to burn your hand. <laughs> you know, we, we attribute a lot of things to God's way that's not God's way. Right? If you would hurt your kids to teach them, then something's wrong with you because God would not hurt his kids to teach them. He'll use it. He'll say, I told you not to do that. But he would rather just tell you not to do that. And if we trusted him, we wouldn't, right? <laughs> Glory to God. Where are we at? Matthew thirty Matthew six thirty three? I got that in my notes somewhere. It says, Take no thought. Six on six thirty one, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. They're, they're looking, they're searching with extreme intensity to get these things. Why? Because that's where their passion is. 
If you don't know God and you don't trust God, your passion better be in, your, in what you can do because you are your God and money is your God. Amen? Because, because you're not seeking God for any answers. Because, God, you know, we, we have to look at things spiritually to see God's answer. You can't look at, it, you know, a lot of people say, well, if I just had enough money. That wouldn't fix it. Right? Look at 1 Timothy. We'll come back to this. 1 Timothy 6. 1 Timothy 6 says, For the love of money, in verse 10, is the root of all evil, which while some have coveted, which means desired, you know that word coveted there means desired, reached out for? Same words God, same, same, kind of same word that Paul said when he said, I reach, I, I stretch out for, I reach out for, what's he reaching out for? Things of God. They're reaching out for money. They're reaching out for money. So, well, but yeah, but if we just had, you know, money would fix it. Money wouldn't fix it. Money is an Advil. (laughs) Right? It'll take away the pain for four hours, and then it's going to be back. Right? (laughs) Now, don't get me wrong. If your head hurts, take an Advil. But believe God for healing, because Advil didn't heal you. Right? And it is easier to believe for healing when your head don't hurt. But at the same time, don't believe in Advil for healing. Don't believe in money for your fix. Money is not prosperity. Prosperity is what God's trying to get to you. Amen? And, and, and as, as, as we look to money, God says, look to me. He says, don't look to money. And that's what he's saying in, in Matthew 6, 33. saying, seek ye first the kingdom of God. My way of doing and being right. My way. And in 1 Corinthians 14, 1, he's saying, he's saying, follow after love, desire these other things, but don't get, don't get into them without love. Don't get into them without love. And if you're seeking God first, what are you actually seeking first? Love. Literally, that verse says, seek ye first the kingdom of love and His way of doing and being right. When we, when we begin to strive at, aim for the, the things of God, then we will begin to get answers that like we've never had before. We'll begin to do things differently than we did them before. And, and, and the atmosphere of situations will change just like it did that day in that, in that lawyer's office. Because God has a better way, but we have to pursue it. You, you've got to have a desire in your heart to find out what he thinks, what he would do, where, where he would go, how he would handle it, and then not only have a desire to know how, to, but to do it. Because a lot of times we know how, and then we say, Man, but that, I don't want to do that. Well, if God says do it, it's the best way. Anybody ever not done what God said do? Kinda, it kind of is not good, right? It's kind of not good at all. And, and that's and that's what he's saying. He's saying, I'll give you a way. I'll show you the way if you'll seek me. If you'll strive at, aim for me, I'll, I'll give you the way. Back in First Timothy 6, it says, For the love of money is the root of all evil, while some have coveted, desired, reached out after. They have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. The, the love of money, the love of something else, the passion for something else to be your God will mess up your vision, it'll mess up your hearing, and it'll mess up your action. Amen? Because, because, because first of all, it has no love. You're not, you're, your love's based in nothing, and so it's not loving you back. So it doesn't care about you. Right? But, but the second thing is, is it looks like a good way. Satan's not stupid. He's going to make it look like a good way. But it's the wrong way. Amen? Just because the path looks rosy over here and God said, go through the fire, go through the fire. Amen? Why? Because if that's where God said, what do He say? If you go through the fire, you won't be burned. Go through the flood, it won't overtake you. Amen? He's a good God. He's not looking to hurt us. He's looking to get us to the best place we've ever been in our life. Amen? And, he's, and then he says it right after that. He said, they pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But thou, O man of God, flee these things. 
What's he saying? Run away from these things, the love of money. Run away from, from the, the, the lust of the flesh. Run away from, thing, from your way of doing things. Run away from your way of doing things. And run towards God's way of doing things. Amen? Fleeing is running. But if you're running away from your way, run towards His way. Because His way is right. And He said, flee from those things. He said, man of God, flee, follow after. What did He say? Follow after. Pursue, chase after with a passion. Righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. What's He saying? He's saying, grab hold of the things provided by grace. Take your faith hands and reach into your redemption package and get what's yours. Amen? Quit following after things that won't satisfy, that won't fix, that won't, won't appease, that won't, won't get rid of, but, and follow after me. Seek after me. Pursue me. Pursue my ways. And as you pursue my ways, you'll find my answers. They're not pills. They're answers. They don't take the headache away for four hours. They take the headache away. Amen? And that's what we're looking for. We're looking, we're looking for His answers. And as we pursue Him with all our heart, and, and, we, and we pursue with a passion, righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness, and fight the good fight of faith, laying hold of, seizing, possessing. What's he saying? He's saying lay hold of eternal life. Eternal life doesn't, isn't the future life. It's perpetual life. What's he saying? He said, lay hold of life right now. Life in you now, life behind you, and life in front of you. I want you to be engulfed with life. Perpetual, nonstop life. You know what nonstop life doesn't have? Sickness. No sickness or disease in nonstop life. He didn't, he didn't say, I come, came that you might have life and a little sickness, but abundant life. No. He said, I want you to have life and life. So have life and life more abundantly. That's a good thing. He wants you to have double life abundantly. And when we have that perpetual, what's he saying? By seeking me, by seizing hold, laying hold of my ways, of, of my, my way of doing and being right, seeking me, striving after and pursuing me. When you do this, you get perpetual life. If you go the other direction, what would you be getting? Perpetual death. There's many people living in perpetual death. Everything that's happening in their life is created by death. And I'm not talking about dying death. I'm talking about death that the wages of sin are. (laughs) Right? Because death, remember what God told Adam. He said, the day you do this, you'll die. Well, he didn't die, but he began to live in death. In fact, is he didn't even know how to die, literally. So he lived to be really old because he didn't know how to die because he wasn't created to die. We are recreated, reborn to be well. We're reborn to be prosperous. We're reborn to have peace that's beyond understanding. We're reborn to have joy that's strength. We're reborn to have the things of God and be the things of God. When he says, my grace is sufficient, what he's saying is, everything that I am, I've given you. I want you to be like me. And I want you to overcome this. Use my qualities and characteristics. What are they? Love, peace, joy. But what are the characteristics of God? That's the characteristics that are in grace. Amen? And and that's that's how you receive by faith out of grace. You know, people are waiting on grace to fall. Well, I'm just in the favor of God. You better get some faith out and get something out of that favor. Right? You can have your favorite package all you want. If you don't open it up, you ain't eating no candy. Right? I mean, somebody gave me a box of Godiva chocolates for Christmas, and I took them to my office and started eating them. I had to close that thing back up. Those Godiva chocolates ain't nothing like the grace of God. You, are, you open that up, eat all you want. 
Get all you want and more. It's more than you'll ever know. And, it, and it's perpetual life. It's eternal. The things that God will do through you. Think about, I still think about that day I was just telling you about in that office. The things that happened there that day are eternal. Something will come back out of that day and change the life of the people that were involved even again. Why? Because it's perpetual life. It just keeps going and going and going and going. It doesn't stop. Amen? And, and, and as, we, as we believe God in faith and stretch forth for Him and apprehend what He has for us, then we begin to get hold of those things. We, 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 get, we, we take no thought about what's going on in our life. When I was going through the bad business, I'm looking every day. I'm listening to tapes. Right, right and left. I mean, listening to them like crazy. How many know that's not God's way? It'll show you God's way. You can listen to tapes all day long and never do what God told you to do. Right? Right? You can li- you can listen to Brother Moore for twenty years, never do anything that God showed showed you through him. Until we do something, until we stretch forth, until we get a passion for it. When you get a passion for it, and and one day when I grabbed hold of that passion for the things of God, not for the business, not for the money, not for the other thing, the passion for the things of God, I forgot about the business. So how would you do that? I don't know. I was passionate for something else. You're doing what you're passionate for. If you're worrying, you're passionately worrying. You're passionate about it. You're, you're, you're striving after it. You're sitting in bed doing it. And trust me, I know I did it. I did it for years. I'd go home and worry, and then I'd wake up and worry. I'd worry in the middle of the night. I'd, I'd go to work, and I'd say, I wonder how we're going to do this. Did you know I wonder how is another word for I'm worrying about it? Amen. I mean, that, this, these are these are just truths. When, when we're doing something besides seeking the kingdom of God, His ways, His way of doing and being right, then we're passionate about whatever we're seeking. If you love money, you're passionate about money. Amen. You want to know how much you got? You want to know what it costs? You know, there, how many ever used to look at gas prices? I mean, some of you may still. I mean, how many know it doesn't do any good? You still need gas. Right. I remember when I was young, my dad would drive across town to say, like, because it was really cheap. I mean, some of you know how cheap gas was. I mean, we're talking like 27 cents a gallon. Like, That's crazy. <laughs> That's what that here in the car. That's crazy. I can get it over here for 23. <laughs> if you bought 20 gallons, what'd you save? 80, 80 cents? But that's about the money. Amen? And what, what God's saying, I don't want you thinking about those things. I want you trusting me. Strive after, reach for, look for. And I'm not saying be stupid. There's people, if you find cheaper gas, get it. But at the same time, don't waste 80 cents driving over to save 80 cents. Right? You know, Kim used to work at the grocery store, and I hope I'm not getting into anybody's business, but she had people in, this, in Springfield, the grocery stores were really close to each other at that time, so you could go to like four within ten miles of each other. And she'd have people that would go to each grocery store, find the sale items, buy them there, go to the next one, she called them cherry pickers. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but think about the time and the effort they lost doing all that instead of just spending the extra nickel. God's got better ways. He says, I don't want you worrying about these things. I want you to seek me. If you'll seek me, my ways, if you'll strive after, aim for, look towards, trust me, you won't even have to think about these things. Amen? You won't have to think about whether you have enough money for food because you'll just be serving me. I remember going to the grocery store with Kim. We took the calculator with us. And we put everything in the basket. Oh, we added wrong. We've got to start taking stuff back. 
<laughs> we made a whole, what, $8 an hour together. You know, but God, that wasn't God's plan. That was my way. Because I wasn't even serving God at that point. God wants us to get to a place where He's taking care of that. And that's what happened in my business. It got to the place where all I was doing was what God said. He said, go, go help with the kids. Go, go, go teach a Bible study. Do the, and I was excited about it. I wasn't just doing it. You know, sometimes people, God tells people to do something. They go, okay, God. I was excited to do it. When, when you lose that excitement, you're no longer doing what He said. I so, said, yeah, I'm doing what He said. No. If you're doing it without excitement and passion, you're not doing You're still passionate about something else doing this. He wants your heart. He wants your heart. That's why the rich young ruler left, because he couldn't, he couldn't deal with it. He, he said the money was his passion. The stuff was his passion. And he couldn't give it up to follow Jesus. He couldn't give it up to do what God said. And when we get in that place, then, then we're in a bad spot. But, but when, I, when I gave up worrying, it was so nice to give up worrying. Because one day I figured out, wait, I can't do this. It doesn't matter how much I think about this, I can't fix it. But I sure do love God. wonder what else I could be doing. And I began to seek Him. I began to seek His ways. And, and, and what he's, he wanted to do. And, and he led me to this, and he led me to that, and me and Rick got hooked up, and, and we began to teach Bible studies. And, and, and we were excited about it. We, you know when you're excited about something, you don't just do it. Then you call each other and talk about doing it after you did it. And, and you learn more from the phone call you just made than you did by actually teaching the Bible study. Why? Because you, the excitement for the things of God doesn't stop. And that's what he's saying. He's saying, get excited, strive after, stretch for, apprehend, seize, possess. You, with a passion, chase them down. You know, we talked about this last week. I could drive down the road and, and the police could be following me, but he's not following me. He's just driving on the same road. Right? But if I press the accelerator, zoom around somebody on the curb, and then jump off that and get back in there, he's going to be pursuing me after that passionately pursuing me. Right? Well, God did this with His goodness. He said, let me show you something. You should, every time we see it, it should make us step on the gas a little more. There's God's goodness. I'm going to get there. And then He shows you, oh, i got to get over there. i got to do this. And you're doing so many things for God that all these things are being added unto you. Why? Because you weren't worrying. Which is not the way God does things. That's not the way he works. And see, so, so many times we've said, we said, well, it just says ask. It just says seek. Those aren't just words. The, 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 the connotation behind that whole verse is that ask, ask, ask. Seek, seek, seek. In other words, know it's there. Know it's yours. Don't quit till you got it. That, that's the heart God's looking for. He's, he wants you to seek until you got it. He wants you to, to, to ask until it's yours. He, wa- he wants you to, to know it's yours and to quit, to quit quitting. Amen? Pursuing doesn't have quit in it. When we're pursuing the things of God, we're not quitting. Amen? Whew, how are we going to end this? Glory to God. 1 Corinthians 9. Maybe we'll end there. It might work. 1 Corinthians 9.24 It says, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, all run. But one receives, obtains, seizes, catches, gets hold of the prize. So run that you may obtain, lay hold of, apprehend, seize, and possess. What's he saying? He's saying, I want you to run like you're getting it. Don't, don't, run, don't run like I jog. Right? <laughs> oh, I sure hope I get what God's got for me. Whew, I sure hate this, though. But I'll do it if you say to God. No, if you know 
you're, if you know you're chasing what God's giving, you're going to run with a passion. You, you might even jog with a smile on your face, which would be a miracle. Amen. But, but if we're running after, if we're striving after, and that, in the next verse it says, he that strives after, every man that strives for mastery, what's he saying? Every man that aims for, everybody that's goal, you've you got to have a goal. Our goal is God's best. Our goal is God's way. Our goal is what God would do in the situation. When we're, when we're following after love, we're stopping for a minute and saying, you know, Lord, this makes me really mad, but I'm going to stop because I know you have a right way of doing this. Show me what to do. You know, the best prayer that you can pray when you have no idea what to do, Lord, it says in your word that if we ask for wisdom, you'll give it to us liberally. People don't like that sometimes when they call here and they say, I want you to pray with me because I need this to happen. I'm like, well, I'll tell you what, I have no idea what that prayer would be, but God does. Let's pray for wisdom. Why? Because that's what you need. You don't need daily wisdom. <laughs> if you get some daily wisdom, you may be, I may say, you know what you ought to do? Just forget it all. Go eat a steak. It's not going to help you, but at least you'll have something that tastes good for a minute. <laughs> Fact is, it's probably going to make it worse, but at least it's, it's that moment of relief. But when we get godly wisdom, when we get God's way, when we get, when we get His, not opinion, His truth on the subject, then, then we're able to change the whole atmosphere of the situation. We're able to change our heart, which enables the people around us to be changed. And, and, it, and it, it brings things to a place of love. It'll bring peace. Remember, remember what it said about Moses. It said when he saw the two people fighting, he would have set them at one again. In other words, what he said, he said he would have made peace, but they wouldn't let him. That's what God wants. He, he, he doesn't want arguments and strife. That's not God. The fact is, he says, stay away from those. Stay, don't be offended. You, that, that is the biggest blessing blocker in the whole universe. Offense and condemnation. You know, you know how many arguments we've had in Bible study over the thorn in the flesh that we just talked about earlier? Nobody knows what it is because Paul didn't say. People say, oh yeah, it's people. Well, you don't know that. It could be. Sometimes people are a thorn in your flesh. And grace will overcome that. Oh, no, it was sickness. He was dealing with sickness. Could be. Grace will overcome that. Whatever the thorn is, it doesn't matter. His grace is sufficient. If we strive after, aim for His ways of doing right, His ways of being and doing right, we'll get grace. Everything we're going to do and that we're going to live by, is get, we're going to grab hold of the grace by faith and we're going to succeed. Without that, we're not going to do it. You know, and but people won't talk to you when you say, well, I don't, I, I don't think that God gave that to him. Yes, he did. I don't see that in the scripture. It says messenger of Satan. Well, God allowed him in there. God, God directed him. No. Stop. You're not doing anything. You're, you're, you're not helping you nor them. Don't argue the Bible with people. People say, well, we're just reasoning together. It's awful loud reasoning. <laughs> awful loud reasoning. If we'll be led, we'll know what to say, and we'll give them something that will work. You know, I had a guy call me one day that, that uh, I'm not going to say what he believed, but he believed something that it's good, but it's not, true. It's not completely true what they believe. And I said, and I said well, what about this verse? You know, I prayed about it, and, and I, you know, I didn't get upset. Didn't you know? He was kind of upset when he called because he he wanted us to see it his way. I'm like, well, what about this verse? What do you think about that? And he looked at it and it got real quiet. He said, "Hmm, I'm going to have to look at that." The conversation was over. But what? It gave him something else to look at. It's not me. It's not the word of Dave. I can't be right. The word has to be right. Amen? And, and if we're pursuing and following after love, we want the, the answer love would give. 
Love will show you what to say, what not to say, when not to say anything. Amen? That, that's, that's pursuing God. You're pursuing what He would do. That's our job here on the earth. We need to be more in tune, following after, pursuing love answers, love ways. Amen? Because that's God's way of doing and being right. You know what's never wrong? Love. There will never be a time where God says, oh, no, don't love them. No, I can't have you loving them. You're never going to go into a situation and say, God, just show me how to love them. Show me how to love them. How can I love this person right now? What's going to show them love and show them your love, show them that I love them? But he's never going to say, oh, no, don't love them. Now they've gone too far. Love won't work. There's no such thing. Love never fails. It never runs out. If they may never receive it, it may, they may fail love, but love will never fail them. Amen? God good. He helps us all the time. Every man that striveth for mastery is temperate in all things, self-controlled. In other words, he works out. It works out. You know what? If you're striving after mastery of your flesh by, by the grace of God, then you need to work on it every day. Right? I worked out twice this week. Do I look a lot bigger? Hmm? No, because twice is not enough. You've got to work out all the time. It's got to be something. If you're going to master it, if you're, if you're, if you're going to overcome the things and, and quit flying off the handle and, 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 and saying, Oh, I can't believe you can't drive any better than that. Right? And then you say, oh, I shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't have. Exactly. (laughs) I know I'm good at it. When I'm talking about that. I'm striving for mastery. Right? And as we strive for mastery, then then the grace grace is sufficient to to pray for people. to, To look at the side side and not judge. Pray, right? What if in every situation when somebody was coming against us, we began to pray for them? Because that's what Jesus said to do, right? Pray for those. Love your enemies. Pray for those who despitefully use you. That's what he said to do. And I think he did things the way God did them because he never failed. Amen? And if we began to change situations like that, when people said, they said this about you, oh, good, I'll pray for them. Instead of saying, what? They said that? Well, that's not true. We know that's not. And then you start trying to justify yourself and, and prove yourself. You don't need to prove yourself. You need to love. You need to follow after love. And then, then desire a spiritual gift that will help. Amen? And, and, and it's not going to help us to, if we're not going to work out and we're not going to practice this on a daily basis, when the big things come up, we're not going to be ready. We're not going to be ready. We're not going to be prepared. You can put 300 pounds on the bench all day, but if you ain't been working out, you're getting ready to pancake yourself. That's, that's what they called it when you didn't get the bar back up. They called you a pancake. Right? You don't want to pancake yourself. You want to work out. You don't, want to, you don't want to come to that place and say, okay, God, tell me how to love this heathen. I can't stand them. I don't know what I'm going to do. You want to say, Lord, I know you love them, so I love them. If you love them, I love them. If you would do it this way, I would do it this way. If you would go this direction, I would go this direction. I do things the way you do things. I seek ye first. I seek you and your way, and, and, and that's what I want to know. I don't want to see anything else. I don't care how I feel. I don't care how much my flesh is crawling. I'm putting it under. And that's what he's saying. Put your flesh under and put your spirit up. Amen? And, and allow God to work through you in these situations and, and master it. And gain mastery over it. These people that, that are doing it in the earth, they're doing it for, for something that's not eternal. We're doing it to receive the eternal. Amen? And Paul said, so, there, so I run not as uncertainly. So I fight not as one beaten in the air. In other words, 
I'm not doing anything for no reason. Everything I do has passion and purpose. I'm, I'm running with a passion. I'm fighting with a passion. I'm, I'm expecting to catch hold of, to seize, to possess the goodness of God, the answers of God. I'm expecting to have the things of God, to apprehend the things of God. And then he said, he said, I keep my body under. I keep my body under. And I bring it into subjection. In other words, it doesn't subject me, I subject it. It doesn't tell me what to do, I tell it what it's going to do. That's pursuing God. Jesus did that his whole walk. Even when he didn't want to do it. He said, not my will, not my way, but your way be done. Amen? Glory to God. Keep my body under suggestion, lest by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. That's why I talk about me. Because I'm, I'm apprehending. I want to apprehend with you guys. I haven't attained. You haven't attained. But we want to attain. We want to apprehend and obtain everything that God has for us. We want to, 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 to come up to that high call. Right? We want, we, want to be, we want to be to the place where when something happens, we're the, we're, we're the answer, not, not the problem. Amen? And when we get to that place, we'll always have the right answer because we'll be following after love. We'll be putting our flesh under. We'll make no provision for the lust of the flesh. Right? We'll make no provision for it. We'll say, no, nah, flesh, you don't, you don't get an opinion. Sometimes we give our flesh too much say. Right? I know, I know in the food realm, I've given my flesh way too much say. I remember we went on a... Anybody ever heard of the Dolly Parton diet? It was years and years ago, and I don't know why it was called that. I don't know if she had anything to do with it. It was some kind of cabbage soup. It was nasty. And my mom and dad and our whole house decided we were going to do it. Man, my flesh made that till about seven hours later. And, man, I was at the Taco Grande, and I was getting a load of tacos, a load of Sancho's, and I took them home, and every other flesh in my house ate them too. I mean, we fleshed out. We weren't striving for mastery that day. But that's too many times what we're like with the, with the eternal things of life. When we could give an eternal answer, we give a temporary fix or a bigger problem. And God would say, follow after love. Strive after mastery. Make no provision for the flesh. Pursue me with all your heart. And I'll always give you the answer and I'll always leave that situation better than when you got to it. Amen? That's what we're designed to do. That, that is our design. But, but we have to get hold of the passion for it. We, we, you know, sometimes people say, well, you know, I've been serving in this same place, and, you know, we do this and we do that. You know what? We should be as passionate about serving today as we were when we were asked. Right? Right? I mean... Some people say, well, yeah, but, I, but I'm just. See, that's the problem. The minute you say I'm just, no part of the body is just. They're not just A. They are all just, but they're not just A. Amen? If, if you're serving God, what part of God's body would you not want to be? There's no part. If, if we're serving, if we're called to serve, we should be as passionate about it today as we were the day we were called. And, you know, I know when I used to call people and they'd say, I get to what? And I'd go, yeah, yeah, you're going to be on this team. they go, wow. Wow, I never thought I'd get to be on that. And, and two years later, you go to them and go, I don't know if I'm called to do this anymore. Did you lose your call? No, you lost your passion. We don't lose the call. We lose the passion. Amen. When you lose the passion, you'll forgo the call because you'll get passionate about something else. Well, I'm more passionate about this now. I'm more passionate. In fact, is I'm not real passionate about your church anymore. I'm going to go to a different church because I'm no longer passionate about this church. You know, if God calls you to another church, that's good. If you lose your passion for the church you're in, did you 
Lose your, pa- lose your call or did you lose your passion? We, we, we need to serve God with all our heart in every way. We need to make sure that the things that we once were excited about, we're, we're, we're still excited and more excited, realizing it's a call. It, it's, it is a blessing to do anything in the body of Christ. You say, oh, I just knew you'd talk about service today. That's what it has to always be about in this church. You know what? It has, should be about that in the body. You know, and it's not just this church. I go, I hear people talk all the time that are excited about serving where they're serving. It doesn't have to be Faith Life Church. It doesn't even have to be a church. Serve where God told you to serve. Do what God told you to do. Pursue it, strive after it, and passionately expect to be catching it. Amen? I'm not, I'm not having a service drive here today. I'm just telling, you know what? I've had times in my life where I thought, man, i got to do that. When it used to be, oh, I get to do that. When it, from, when it changes from get to to got to, yeah. that's, when the, that's when you need to check it out. Because yeah, that's, right. that's where your heart changed, not God's. Because yeah. God didn't change. The calls are the same. And we should be just ex- as excited about the call today as we were about the call two years ago. I don't know where that came from. It's free, though. Stand to your feet. Glory to God.